What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the In The Round podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Brill. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And uh, today, a very special episode. Uh, a guy that I'm very close to here in town, a guy I love dearly. We got our buddy, Mr. Trey Bonner. He is episode one of our industry series here on In The Round Podcast. We've always talked with songwriters and artists, but we know there's other folks here in Nashville, Tennessee that you guys want to hear from. And my boy, Trey Bonner, he's a guy that has a lot to say. Um, big content guy, social media guy, um, involved in a lot of different aspects of the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee. So we look forward to that conversation with him. But before we get into that, i got to tell you all about our sponsors. Of course, our friends at Whale Tail Media, Whales, BZ, Page. Uh, Gracie, the whole crew over there, we love them dearly. Make sure you check them out at whaletailmedia.com. Next, we've got our friends at Saxman Studios, Grady and the boys. If you're looking for a place to record here in Nashville, Tennessee, hit up our friends at Saxman Studios. They are the best. They are great. Big believers of what we do and what a lot of folks do here in Nashville, Tennessee. And then last but certainly not least, we're actually going to sample a product right now. Our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. We have got the Sun State Hemp Delta 8 derived from hemp, 30 milligram infused shot, tropical flavor. We're going to take a little bit of this before we get into our conversation with Trey Bonner, see how it goes. You guys know if you've listened to the show before, check out our friends at Trailside CBD. They got this magical stuff called Delta 8 THC. It's legal, it's effective, it's hemp derived, and there's so many different ways you can consume it from 30 milligram shots like this to flour, edibles, cartridges. They even got shit for your dogs. And they do peanut butter, all kinds of weird different things that you can check out. So visit our friends at Trailside CBD Emporium. You can save 20% with the promo code ITR. Now without further ado, let's get into it. Our conversation with Mr. Trey Bonner here on In The Round Podcast. What's Yo. up, man? I'm, I'm pumped to be here. I listened to all, all the podcasts and learned more about Ryan Nelson than I ever need to know, so I'm glad to be on here. Bro, yeah. Um, so I'm going to try this real quick, and you've, you've sampled Delta 8 with us before, um, so I'm going to try this, and we're going to see how this goes, how quick, because I've seen people take this, and it's, it's definitely had some big effects on them, but I'm thinking of my tolerance and stuff. We're going to be okay, so we're going to try this right now. Salute. That was a big shot. That was the whole shot. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, so so Trey Bonner, so I first met you, I'm trying to think if I met you before last year, like in passing. I think it was the kickball game. I think it was the kickball game was when I first met you, and I got to know you through a lot of the mutual friends that we have still to this day. I call it my Nashville family um, with guys like Maxwell, Dawson, obviously Trey Lewis, and and other folks, man. So when did you first get here to Nashville? Because you went to MTSU, correct? Yes, yeah, so I went to MTSU. So I moved to Murfreesboro, which is not far from Nashville, in 2013. And then I lived there for five years, and then I moved to Hendersonville. And so I've lived in Hendersonville ever since. The greatest section of Nashville. I agree. Uh, shout out to Andy Gilly for really keep making it feel like home. Yeah, I, I love Hendersonville because it's a cool spot, kind of like where we're at here in Hermitage, where it's like you're... You're close to town, but you're far enough away to where you're outside all the bullshit. For sure. For me, it feels like it does feel like a home because I'm, you know, 26 minutes from, you know, my house to the city. And there's so much going on community wise. Like there's so many parks and disc golf and so many great things and really being involved with the community and all the awesome things Andy Gilly does. And, 
you know, he's the Hendersonville Parks and Recreation Director. He puts on awesome events like outdoor whiskey jams or, you know, Christmas events where they have like Mitchell Tenpenny and Lindsay L and a bunch of awesome, awesome things going on in the city and really, you know, supporting everybody yeah. in the city. And that's that's a great thing. Yeah. So when you came up from from Alabama, I played the hometown Gardendale, correct? Yeah, Gardendale. Gardendale, baby. It's like 10 uh, miles north of Birmingham. Hey, we love it. Um, we love Gardendale. So you come from Gardendale up to Murfreesboro, go to MTSU. What was your major? like? What? Uh, so I was audio production with business administration. Oh, sweet. Okay. See, these are all things I'd, I've never like, act, that haven't come up in conversation. So I'm really excited to like hear your story and hear how you got to where you are now. So so you come up, and what was kind of your first role in the music industry? Like, how did you get your start in music? Was it doing the content stuff, or was it you wanting to be an artist, wanting to be a writer? Where did that, that all kind of start? I'm not sure. I didn't really have, like, a backup plan moving to town. I knew I wanted to work in the industry. I was like, man, maybe I want to be an artist. Maybe I want to be a writer. I'm going to take these, like, production classes and learn studio stuff. And for a while, I was like, man, I really want to run in front of house. So I interviewed with like a band and I guess it just didn't really work out. And I was just kind of like, I met uh, Jasper Charles through the Middle Tennessee State Catholic Center. And like from the moment I met him, it was like instantly best friends. Like we'd known each other literally forever. And he was like, man, you got a camera, like let's shoot a video. And it was just like fuel to the fire there. And we were just shooting videos and then somewhere along the lines there, he got on, he'd met Haley Galloway uh, through 65 South, and we were playing Zydeco, so he played like downstairs at the in the pub stage, and we made videos, and we were just doing some shows, and then we, our next like big thing was like 65 South Fest, and that's where I guess we kind of like met everybody, it was like a huge bill, it's like, yeah. And I guess it's a huge bill now for where everybody is, but I guess for then it was still kind of small. It, it was like it was Muscadine all, yeah, and was, Riley, and they just put out, I think they probably had like two EPs out a piece. They didn't even have like a full length out at that point. But they were a big deal in Alabama. Huge. And then like we played like the small outdoor stage that was like uh, like the little small tent stage. We didn't play like on the big stage, and like Tyler, Bra- Tyler Braden played that stage, and... Um, I know Jasper had met Trey Lewis at that point, and I didn't really know, like, the country scene, so I didn't really know, like, any of these guys, but... Yeah, what were you listening to growing up? Were you more a pop guy? Were you more a rock guy? Like, uh, what were you What were you intaking growing up? I really liked Guns N' Roses. Hell yeah. My dad was, like, a big hip-hop guy. He, like, I don't... To this day, I'm pretty sure he still has the Biggie Small CDs in his shirt. Hey. Like, that's all he listens to. <laughs> um... My mom really doesn't listen to music. She listens to, like, James Taylor and Jim Croce, but she, like, doesn't – she likes quiet. She doesn't, like, sound, so she really doesn't listen to music. But I really liked, like, pop punk. Like, I was a big Fall Out Boy, yeah. Panic at the Disco. Like, really loved those bands. Just because I, I know Alex Cape's going to be watching this. The Real Panic. The Real Panic, panic at the, at disco. the disco. The Real yes. Panic. <laughs> so um, I really liked stuff like that, and I guess throughout college – middle tennessee state had like a big house show community so that was like a big thing they like i went to a bunch of house shows like it was like these like kids and they were like moshing in houses and really doing like the hardcore emo thing kind of so you were going to those you weren't doing content for those you were just going as a fan of music for sure my friend uh his name is dylan and we just like go to these shows and that's the reason i started wearing earplugs because like we went to this one show to see this band called the acorn people 
and oh, we didn't yeah. even make it to the acorn people because like the opening act was so loud that like our ears were ringing and they literally rang for eight months and i was like if they ever stop ringing i'm gonna wear earplugs and to this day i've carried earplugs on my keychain and we didn't even make it to the to the like the, the acorn people because it was so loud we're like fuck it let's go home yeah see i wear earplugs now and that's something originally i was against it because i was like i want to hear the show like it can't be that bad but Recently, I've been like I carry carry it's my so detrimental plugs. to your ears, and I guess like as far as like long term health, I want to be able to hear. You know, I, yeah. that's really crucial. Yeah, because you're the same age as me, right? For you're sure. a, you're ninety five kid. Yeah, ninety five. Hell yeah! But yeah, I was going to all these like it was uh, they had this thing called Bonhoeffers, which is like it wasn't like quite a church, but it was like at a church, and they had like it was like they only did like cookies and coffee, and it was really weird. And they're like these like I guess like. The, they were just like these kids and it's like pop punk moshing and like there were some pretty great bands but uh, a lot of those guys went on to do like super cool things like i know uh, my friend foster he's like playing with tenille towns now nice. all those guys that was like kind of in that scene are all doing really cool things and uh i guess they're a little after me but i met like drake freeman through that and chandler brown and trey binkley and a lot of those guys that were like writing with hayden kaufman in that camp so it was cool to kind of see like the evolution of all that and all those guys where we kind of started in that like that world to where we're at now. Yeah, no, dude, it's it's really it's cool because today's actually three years of me being here in Nashville. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw and to that. me, it's like the the best decision I've ever made. But I didn't come here for college, you know. Like right. I feel like I wish I got here earlier to experience stuff. Like you've been in town for a minute now, and you've gotten to see all kinds of changes. You've gotten to see different styles of music come and go, even within genres. Like you were here. I know you're not. You're not particularly a huge country guy. It's a huge part of your life today. Absolutely. But you. But like the different phases of music that have come and gone in that that seven. What is it? Seven eight years now. For sure. You've been here. Yes, I I moved here in 13. So, yeah, about eight years. Mm. You've seen, like, so much come and go, and you've seen this city, like, go from being a town about music to being a city that has music in it. Yeah, it's interesting just to see, like, it's such a big change, even from last year to this year, like, from, you know, going out to, like, different rounds or different events, like, just, just the whole dynamics change. It's really interesting. It's cool to see everything grow. Everything just feels like Nashville's just getting so much bigger and everything. Yeah, because you're a guy. We spend a lot of time together out on the road, obviously. For a lot sure. of time here in Nashville together. And you're, you're the kind of guy that likes going to different cities and likes exploring. Like, when we're out on the road, Trey Bonner's like, I want to go do this. I want to go check this out. And you'll just freaking go off by yourself, have the time of your life, and explore. Dude, 100%. So now to see Nashville being, like, a cool city, I mean, that's probably, like, you probably love living here. Absolutely. All the new, the new restaurants, the new, I don't know, I feel like everything just keeps growing. I, I really do like that. Yeah, because you, you like culture and all that stuff, which I think speaks to also having the camera in your hand. Like, you got to have this kind of, like, artistic thing and and you, like, not being, like, super narrow-minded with, like, the world around you, but also not being narrow-minded when you have that camera in your hand, capturing different shots and doing all that. So you start working with Jasper, with Jasper Charles, which, by the way, the Goalies podcast and what he all, what he does, make sure you guys check out Goalies and Jasper Charles and what he's got cooking because he's a great dude. How did it transition? Now, when did it become, like, this is what I'm doing? Like, it become, like, a paid thing? Dude, I was, man, I had never shot a video he was like, so I was taking like, like at MTSU, we needed all these like one hour electives or three hour electives, like, and they like couldn't be like academic classes. So I had to take like these photography classes. So I remember my parents got me this, like, it was like a Nikon D3300 and we literally got like the bundle at Sam's club. And I pretty much used it up until like the last couple of years. And I just was like, dude, you got a, a 
camera like let's make a video i was like fuck it i'm in and like jasper had built this like stabilizer out of like pvc pipe he spray painted it black uh dude we were like full like full full into it and uh i guess looking at back now at some of that stuff like it was pretty like the movements and everything was like pretty cringy but like man like to see how far we've both grown like we were just sitting at the house like thinking uh like man like you know i want to i want to be I want to be making videos full time. I want to be, you know, working in the industry just to see where me and him have both grown like that much. And so like he moved back to Birmingham for a year or two and like he just moved back like a month, month ago. And like to, for things just to pick back up where they left off is it's just something special to kind of, to see both of us with his Gullies podcast and his TikTok and everything he's doing and he's putting new music out soon and everything there's just been awesome. But the, he was having some like vocal nodule issues. Uh, we did, I guess, like three, like three pretty big shows. I guess at Zydeco, where, what for us was like huge. Yeah, we did. We opened up for Tyler Reeve. We did sixty five South Fest, and then we opened up for Trey Landon. And those are like artists Jasper really liked. He really looked up to. So like for us, that was like a big deal. And then he got uh, vocal nodules and like just couldn't sing more than like twenty or thirty minutes a day. He went to vocal therapy. And it really didn't like improve as far as like he was doing so much. Like he worked for Red Bull and like he was talking just like constantly yeah. with his day job. And so he couldn't sing for a while. And I uh, was dating a girl at the time and we got in this like huge fight. Like she just graduated from college and now like uh, they were like having this like party at her parents' house, like graduation party. And I was like, well, I guess what? Fast forward before that, we Trey was Trey and the band, or I guess it was Trey was acoustic. It was like him and Kyle Coolahan were opening for Riley Green at Iron City, and it was like the day before Easter. And me and my girlfriend at the time went to Birmingham for Easter, so we went to the show. And I DM Trey before I was like, "Man, if you need any content, like let me know." He's like, "Riley's already got a guy. I don't want to step on his toes, but hit me up again in a couple weeks." Was that the first time you had talked with Trey Lewis yes, about Jasper shooting? Yes, Jasper met him at the 65 South Fest, but I didn't really know anybody there, so I just kind of like stayed in my own lane. Yeah. And Jasper met him. I was like, man, they're all super nice. Uh, Michael Warren was there. Terry was running around with his hat, acting fucking crazy. The, the Birmingham who's who. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I know Michael Warren, I think, was still a DJ South then, uh, DJing in between sets. And um, we... Yeah, so that happened, and then a couple weeks later, it was like Cinco de Mayo, and I reached out to Trey after me and my girlfriend at the time. We got in this huge fight, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to Birmingham. So I texted Trey, I was like, man, do you need anybody to shoot that Cinco de Mayo show at Moe's Barbecue? And he was like, yeah, come on. So I drove down, and, and I what, shot. What year is this? Uh, probably like 17 or 18. I'm guessing 2018, but it could have been 2017, or like, it was either 17 or 18. And I drove down, shot the show for free, and, like, the next week, literally... So I never edited a video at this point, either. I was only shooting and Jasper's editing, so I'm just, like, fucking balls to the wall, hoping for the best. Wow. So I was like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. So I'm literally just winging it as I go, hoping I don't ruin this. And it turned out fine. It was okay, and Trey's like, man, this is great. And then the next week he played Whiskey Jam on like Monday. This is I think before they were even doing the Thursday Whiskey Jams. I think it was only Monday. And he was like, Man, come come shoot shoot us at Whiskey Jam. I was like, All right, cool. So like Trey drove up that morning or something, like we shot like other content before. Oh, so he wasn't even living in Nashville. Um, he's still living in Birmingham. So we shot content that day 
and then I shot him at Whiskey Jam, and then that, it was like that Thursday or Friday of the next weekend, Ward was doing, like, I guess they just came out with, like, the their whiskey, or they just came out with, like, the Blackberry one or something, yeah. so he was, like, going to, like, the liquor stores and doing, like, the samples, and I really didn't drink at this time, like, I maybe had, like, three beers the whole year. And Ward was, like, doing the samples at the liquor store by my house called Poor Vu. And I saw it online. I was like, fuck it. I am literally put on the same shirt, the same hat, everything that I wore that day. I was like, maybe Ward will remember me. So I went and I talked to Ward for, like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Just, like, there about the weekend and kind of, like, what was going on, what me and Jasper had been doing. And then Shy Blakeman was shooting Whiskey Jam at the time, like, weekly. And uh, I guess he was filling in when uh, Jason Myers couldn't shoot it. And I was like, man, if you ever need anybody like, shoot Whiskey Jam, let me know. He's like, actually, this Monday, both of my guys are out of town, so come and shoot it. So I came and shot Whiskey Jam that next Monday. Oh, no shit. So literally just by by that networking with Ward and getting to know, like, that shot of like, hey, Ward's going to be near my house. I literally put on the exact same thing and went, and I was like, fuck it. Hopefully he remembers me. That was a huge step. I mean, if you, like, what was that experience like? Like being this, like you've, you've set the goal. I want to do. I want to be this guy with the camera. I want to be capturing these moments, whether it's photo or audio or video or whatever. And now you're shooting the biggest, one of the the biggest weekly event in town, even to this day. For sure. And at then there wasn't. I don't think there was a whole lot of rounds going on. It was really just like whiskey jam, and it just so happened that Haley Galloway was in town that weekend or that week, and that's also where I met Murphy. Cause they were like hanging out at losers beforehand. So I got there early cause I was like, obviously I don't want to be late yeah. and whiskey jam always starts late. Yeah. Uh, at least like 30 minutes late. So yeah. I was like early, early. And so I hung out with them for a while and that's where I met Murphy and we all just kind of like stayed. I just stayed, you know, connected with Murphy over the years and I shot whiskey jam that night. And then like later that next week, Trey calls like, ah, we're starting the tin roof circuit. Like this is our first run with the tin roof shows you want to go on the road with us? And I was like, hell yeah. So I loaded up my air mattress. My mom dropped me off at the, I had the Walmart the next, you know, Friday. And, uh, we were rolling cause they, they still left out of Birmingham. So I drove down to Birmingham in the, in, and, in the old Sequoia. Yeah, they were in, uh, I think they're in, but we were in Bubba's, uh, looking at Matt McElwain behind the camera. I think we we're in Bubba's, uh, Explorer that weekend. It was, might've been yours. But I just remember Bubba's wife went and that me and Matt McElwain, he slept under the, he was in an air mattress under the, it was like the desk in the hotel room. I was in my air mattress, which was like basically in the bathroom. It was like in between the door and the bathroom where you couldn't. All, all you guys sharing one room. Yeah. And Trey and Terry were in one bed. And I remember Terry was literally like wearing basketball shorts, cargo shorts, jeans, all everything you could wear. Cause I guess Trey was still fucking with everybody then just like pranking and whatever. <laughs> And uh, Trey and Terry were in a bed, and then Bubba and his wife, who were playing bass at the time, were in another bed. And uh, I did that for a couple weeks. Or hell, it was probably a couple months I was doing that with them. And- so, so real quick sidebar. So for everybody out there, that's part of the reason we're, we're doing this industry series is because we know there's more than just songwriters and artists and stuff that watch this podcast and or listen to this podcast also, but like people in town that are wanting to do what you're doing or wanting to do what I'm doing or be involved in the scene in that way. So you you look back on those days and then you think back on a weekend that we just had on the road where we're going into a venue that 
we had previously sold out. Still had a great show with our boy Wild Greg. We love you, Wild Greg. I love Wild Greg. We love you, bro. Um, and then to be at arguably one of the biggest events in the state of Alabama, the Auburn Rodeo. But you think back to with the same guy, with the same band, you think back to those years of riding around in a in a in a uh in a uh, SUV meeting at a Walmart and and going and playing tin roofs and that being a huge deal then to where things are at now man like how does that feel uh, it literally feels it doesn't it doesn't feel real i just remember the load in in the charlotte one where it was like up fucking however many three flights of stairs and a sometimes a service elevator would be like closed after we closed down so we're like loading out as everybody's leaving the bar just like uh, logistically what logistic wise like it was it doesn't make sense it's uh, but you know, I just feel surreal, especially for, you know, to be with the same group of guys, just, it feels like a family. It feels like we've all grown. Yeah. It's got to show the importance of, of loyalty too. Like sure. you, you were with these guys. I mean, grand, you weren't as far, but I mean, they've been doing it a long, long time and doing it with other artists too. You know, like you talk about Mur- like you meeting Murphy Elmore, meet it, doing stuff with, with Jasper Charles, doing stuff even with other buddies like Brian Frazier, Dawson Edwards, Alex Maxwell, all of our, all of our buddies. And it's like, um, you think like the, the loyalty aspect, like believe, finding people that you believe in, how important has that been to your story? Dude, it's uh, it's crazy. Um, I don't know. And I think too, for doing it for a lot of these guys for so long, for little money or like just enough money to get by is crazy too. Cause I feel like a lot of people could just be like, fuck it. I'm moving on or I'm going to, I'm going to go do this or I'm going to go do that. When it's like, I don't know. I really believe in these guys. And I think part of wanting to, to really wanting to do content is like having a voice and giving these guys a voice. Cause I, I really believe in a lot of what they have to say. Yeah. How important is it to not necessarily be demanding a high rate for that first gig? That feels like an important part in this, like you going and, and doing this for little to no money because you really want to do it to where it's got you now. Or I know you you've, you do have the day job, but like doing this is like a, a pretty a very steady side gig. Like you're this is a like you're in the profession for sure. I think I don't know. I think you really have to surround yourself with great guys that you really believe in and that also feel the same way about you because i don't know i feel like you know when somebody makes it they can just drop you for the next best thing but trey really believed in all of us and you know invested his time and everything into us where we've all grown over the last you know 10 months and stick down in dallas if not before we were all just growing together and to see each other just bloom and flourish has just been yeah. insane yeah now talking about dick down in dallas obviously something that's changed the lives of the three of us in this room and um something where where you you were a huge role in in that and i remember telling you that as it all was happening like and and all that like because that was when we were all becoming buddies you and i got really close our first time going to rome my first time going to rome georgia i know you had been previously yeah rome's awesome but, cowboy and his his wild wild lady friend and um going to ihop and and all that stuff with dawson and and jake remington um down in uh down at formerly the brew house now peaches um that was like when i first met you but right around that time was when all this this ddid stuff kind of started going what was your like initial thought with that and then what involvement like you, because you were out in the streets, those those viral those viral videos, you were there for, and mm-hmm. you were you were the guy behind the camera for a lot of them. So what what was that all like? Like think about where we were last year. It was crazy. So I, I guess I was at uh, 
I think I shot your round where Trey played it, I believe. Because yep. I was in the I was when I see that video that went to old row, I was like in the in the video shooting it. Yep. Um man, just to I guess see that and then like I don't know, I just felt like the next couple of weeks it was like Trey was like, Hey, can you shoot this or hey, can you shoot that? We were just kinda like brainstorming ideas and things that you know, at that point it was like you couldn't put out enough content because people are just going nuts over the song. It's like when we put out that studio video, um, like that, re- the first like real reaction video that went to TikTok and like we woke up and it had like millions of views. It was just kind of like, all right, what's the next step? And it felt like, it felt like for like three weeks I didn't sleep because like my computer's slow as shit and we were trying to put out more content than, you know, we're posting like seven TikToks a day. We're posting like seven, you know, three, four, five times on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, like every platform. And I'd always done Trey socials throughout the years. Like we were, I remember we were in my house shooting like these TL Tuesdays where I'd drive back to Birmingham for the week and like work with Trey and try and shoot these videos. But nothing felt like this. It was like, you know, we were going to Alex's warehouse. You know, McWayne was there, you know, getting things ready to go on the road. They were rehearsing. We were, me and Trey went and shot the initial reaction videos. Those reaction videos, what's a moment from that that you remember the most? Like a funny moment where somebody just wasn't having it or a moment where like, like what do you, like those, because those reaction videos, those are iconic videos and, and the story of Trey Lewis, Dick Down in Dallas that we're associated with. For sure. I think the first or second, I think it's like the second one we shot was, the first group was like a group of three guys. They were cool. They ran into it. They thought it was funny. And the next group, it was this uh, group, they were going to have brunch is it Hopsmith? Is that the place that's yeah. next to the, the big ass chair? Yes. So we were there. It was like at Hopsmith, and Trey walked up to these guys, and he was like, "Hey, I gotta hear play the song for y'all." Dude, they fucking loved it. And I'm actually still talk to one of the guys to this day. His name's Yayo, and he works in the industry as well. But uh, man, they just loved it. And we shot these videos. We went home, and I didn't have a stabilizer. Like I didn't have like really a whole lot of gear. We shot these videos, and I went and edited it. I went to Maxwell and Dawson's house. At that point, I was going over literally every Sunday. Hell, I was going over probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at yeah, that point. I was going over there a lot, too, back in those days, man. NASCAR Sundays with Dawson Edwards are yeah. an experience. And then Maxwell goes up and takes his nap about the second midway through the second stage. Maxwell takes his NASCAR nap. Yeah, so I was just like editing those videos. And, like, I, dude, I think it was, like, 10 p.m. I probably put it on YouTube for the next day. It wasn't like that point where we were like scheduling posts or like strategically, like obviously we were still strategically rolling out content, but like we put it out at like 10 p.m. just kind of like expecting it to run its course. And like we woke up the next day and it probably had like, I don't know, five, six hundred thousand views or something dumb on YouTube. And then like we just kept pumping content the next couple of weeks. Like the ne- week after that was like Thanksgiving. So we're in Birmingham. We went and Trey like drove us by, by where I used to live and like told a bunch of stories and we really shot like so much more content then as where we were going to the warehouse at Alex's warehouse and it was like right before the Statesboro show I believe yeah, go, the song came go, out. going through the merch and yeah. all that I remember those where they're like printing everything in house and everybody's like man this, this, like everything's running like a label and it was like pretty much like uh, I think it was the TikTok Grady Smith guy was like yeah everything's running like a label and it really was like we all all were doing our parts and just kind of like you know, really pushing to make everything look as professional as possible. And, you know, with our with our bandwidth of, you know, this is our, our crew of guys and how can we really make this as big as possible? Yeah. Amen, dude. I mean, that's so what advice would you have for somebody like that's moving to town? I mean, because 
because your because your your story is is really just one of like you you being the person you are. Which, by the way, not to gas you up or or make this a circle jerk or anything, but like you're one of those dudes. Like everybody that like you're the man. You know, oh, like we you. you're you're one of the most like people that I know in this town. Oh, thank like, you. Like we we love you, Trey Bonner, and I think be doing that. And really honing in on your skill and passion is what's kind of gotten you to where you are. But what would you tell, like, there's another kid moves from XYZ city or town and goes to MTSU or goes to Belmont or or even just moves here wanting to do the photography thing. How, how What would you tell them? I think the biggest thing, the biggest advice that I ever had received that I think was the best is really, like, find your circle of friends and just kind of grow with your, your crew. Because, like, I... It was just kind of like me and Jasper for a while, and then I met Trey, and I hung out with Trey and that that crew for a while, and it was like, and I hung out, I hadn't met Alex and Dawson and all those, and we'd all hung out separately, and then I thought it was awesome, because like right around that time, Trey moved to town, and like both of my friend groups had like merged, and I was like, this is awesome, and it was just like everybody kind of just showed up at Alex and Dawson's house whenever, and literally just like whenever, and uh i don't know i think that's like the biggest thing just hanging out and learning together like we all like i feel like we all just had this like big ass year last year and this year just keeps getting even bigger like it doesn't feel like it 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 can and when you least expect it it just keeps getting bigger but it's just really just working with your guys and just really staying true to who do you who you are and what you believe in yeah, so now I got to ask you some 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 fun questions because uh-huh. Trey Bonner, great great photographer, great human, all that. Even he's got some incredible hot takes, and you're you're funny as fuck. So so um, best um, worst food experience you've had in Nashville, Tennessee. Worst food experience. Hmm. And not counting the McElwain dish we're about to have at Supper Club. I hope that's good. I don't know about <laughs> these green beans. I feel like McElwain just opened a bunch of canned goods and threw it in the pan, but. Uh man, worst food experience. <laughs> worst restaurant experience. Man, uh, Chipotle in Midtown disappoints me every time, and I eat Chipotle every why, single why do, day. Why do you go back? Because uh, it's like right next to my office, and I can't I I can't meal prep because I'm the worst cook in all of Nashville, and it's like healthy. It like pretty much fits perfectly in my macro, so I eat there every day. And I just need to get catering at the beginning of the week and just make like scoop it all into this bowl myself because I went to the one in Midtown three times today and they were closed. It just happens to me every week and I'm just like crushed. Why are they closed on a Monday? That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like Music Rose right there. We're in Midtown. Like everything's there. Like I just. What's your Chipotle order? Uh, so I get both rices, both beans, chicken, veggies, and if I can, if I have like extra fat at the end of the day, I'll get sour cream. I always get corn lettuce and i do like the rewards so i get like free guac every couple oh, weeks so that's see, the move I, I do fat boy rewards i do chick-fil-a rewards i do um jersey mike's rewards i don't I, I have chipotle rewards too but i should start doing rewards at places that are healthier for me you know um what else what was another another thing that just popped into my mind by the way this this delta 830 milligram it is fantastic so highly recommend you guys checking out our friends at trailside cbd because this stuff it works i can confirm um what was i gonna ask you yeah i was scared to do it before the podcast i don't want to giggle all bro see i'm not like giggly but i'm just feeling really good now i understand why like mitch why this hit him hard and like we we give these out Mm -hmm. at, at the writers rounds like we we give these out to people, and I'm like, now I understand why sometimes people have to leave our rounds a little earlier, get a little too tuned up. Um, 
how much did you how much can you bench now? Because you've been you've been on the games bench that much. I don't know. Can you bench your weight? Uh yeah, that's about it. Uh, probably like. I don't know, like probably around 150, which isn't a lot. I, I'm not going for straight. You're, you're, you're not a big dude, though. I'm a small-ass dude, yeah. but I'm trying to, I don't know. I just really want to get bigger. That's like the, I guess, my main goal so for is the it, year. So is it more reps than it is? Like... Uh, it just kind of depends. I got a trainer at the beginning of the year. Uh, his name's Caleb Sprinkle, and he's really been a big uh, blessing as far as like nutrition and working out. I was 140 at the beginning of the year, and I'm 160 right now. No which is, shit. Which is Pretty big for like 10 months. Yeah. It's like 20 pounds. So that's pretty good. I feel better and I'm a lot leaner than I was, which doesn't really make sense to me. But does the does the nutrition and, and the workout kick like the fitness kick? Does that really adjust your state of mind? Like, do you feel do you feel better now that you do it? Uh, I think I'm supposed to, but I think it's a it's a balance. I feel like I work like 20 hours out of the day. Honestly, like I have a day job. I pretty much get up at six and go to like 4 30 with that and then after that i'm shooting editing until like midnight or one or two yeah. so like i pretty much do that every day of the week and then like sunday i still edit but i sleep like 18 but I, hours but i'm saying sunday. like like feeling good like phys- like physically from where you were 10 months ago to now like, oh yeah dude i feel like difference? i could run through a wall <laughs> hell yeah i probably could run through a wall right now we might we might have to try that out somewhere maybe not here but we can go to McElwain and murphy's house that and we sounds can run good sorry murphy there. elmore i know you own the house but <laughs> uh best hidden secret in nashville whether it's a restaurant or a place to go or something mm. <coughs> trying to think uh i ate poke a lot sushi poke on eighth is really good and what exactly is poke? Is it really just like a raw fish, raw fish in a bowl with pretty like much? It's stuff? like a sushi. It's like sushi roll, except it's just like in in a bowl form, pretty much. I don't know like the technical form, but I really, I really enjoy eating it. It's clean. I try and get that on the road for lunch if I can. Yeah, like and whatever, in Pensacola, whatever. I walked like ten minutes to go get it, but it was worth. Oh, it. Oh, you got it in Pensacola? I got it. Yeah, I got it on Friday. I didn't know you went all the way and got it. I didn't yeah. know there was a poke place nearby. You it really? wasn't, but I walked. <laughs> It was good though. Um, coolest city you've been to? I really liked Chicago a lot. Uh, what was it about Chicago? Everything just felt so portable. Like me and Alex, Trey's manager, we got on bikes and we just kind of explored the whole city. And we were pretty much gone the whole day. I don't know if y'all realize that, but we were literally gone like the whole day. We didn't come back until like pretty much Trey was walking on stage. But um, yeah, Chicago was really cool. It was very portable. I'm trying to think where else I really have liked. I wasn't a huge fan of the Midwest. It was pretty... Uh, Midwest isn't for everybody. Yeah, it was pretty cut and dry. There wasn't a whole lot of food options, and there wasn't a whole lot to do. But I really like the. I really do like the bigger cities. Like, I like New York. I like Boston. I like the Chicago. I really do like the big city vibe. I feel like it's very culturally diverse, and there's so much for everybody. What's a city we haven't been to yet that you, you're like, I can't wait till we go here? I hope we get there a day early so I have more time to explore. Probably Colorado. I feel like Colorado is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, I haven't been. To, I've never I haven't been either. I which, which like I've been wanting to go out like that. It's funny. I have like this scratch off map in my room that my mom got me when I moved down here, and it's like, like every state you go to, you scratch it off. That's and it's awesome. like I've got like the whole East Coast being a New York guy, and then I've got the whole South now doing what I do now, and then like it stops at like South Dakota, Nebraska. Like that line mm. is where it stops. And I've been to Cali and I've been to Arizona. But there's that whole section of the country I have not 
touched yet, and I cannot wait to go yeah, out there. I feel there. like Colorado's going to be awesome. Dude, but ma- I'm, mountains. I'm kind of nervous about the altitude and everything. Because everybody says, like, you drink and you just get drunk quicker. You, get, you smoke and you're, like, way higher than normal. But I don't know if that's, like, true or a myth. But with, I, with, with, our, with our crew, I think. And, it's, and, it, and that's the funny thing, too, is, like, so is, is like, the Trey's completely sober. But, like, we have our fun uh, we when do. we're on the road. For sure. That would be – that. I'm interested to see now with the altitude how, how things would be for – like, I feel us. like it'd be hard to breathe on stage, too. I feel like Trey would be jumping and be out of breath. McElwain would be, like, mid-drumstick and, like, need an inhaler. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I feel like it'd be hard. Yeah, I won't be able to uh, rip cigs like I do backstage um, or wherever if we're outside at the at the damn merch table or whatever because it'll take some out of me. Um, what's something you wish you knew when you moved here that you know now? Mm, that's a good question. I, I, I credit the Delta 8 for that one. <laughs> I think really invest in yourself. Like this year, I feel like it was the first year I really took myself seriously. I, I bought new gear that I felt like I needed. I got a trainer. I see a therapist every week. Everything was really just, I'm doing so much for all these other people, artists, helping everybody else. And I really need to take care of myself when I, when I know I need it, you know, really just investing in yourself. I think that's like the biggest yeah. thing. How important is the gear for what you do? Man, I think that was like the biggest thing too. Whereas like for a while I just couldn't I couldn't justify like the huge purchases, but now I'm like okay I really need this I, I think I can you know this I can do X amount of gigs and pay this pay this off, uh, so I think that was a big thing too like have have you paid it off I have hell yeah, but uh, I think really that's like the big thing too is like there's so much more you can do with like different lenses or stabilizers or drones. What's or, the most essential piece of gear? What would your first upgrade be if you could go back and do it over? Man, I don't know. I think I probably I wish I'd have bought a, a stabilizer sooner, honestly. And that that's that's that thing on a stick you walk around yeah, with. Yeah, it's right? like got a motor and it keeps everything balanced. I didn't buy it until fuck Dick Down in Dallas is already out. I didn't buy it. The first night I used it was the blue room in Statesboro. So you got that it. That was December fourth, I think. December fourth was the first one and then we were there again on January twenty second and twenty third. Yeah, the twenty third was my birthday yeah. and we we Stella's, that's all I'm gonna say. We had a good time. Um we had a we had a wild so our first my first experience I need you to tell the story Man. because I haven't told it on this podcast and it's probably one of probably my my claim to fame for for dumbest shit I've ever done period and thankfully I'm alive to tell it but Trey Bonner was there and me and Trey Bonner I'm gonna let Trey Bonner tell the story from the time we we met up to all the way through it it was the I guess the first show really since Dick Down in Dallas had like popped off that week yeah and. The band left out of Birmingham, and there wasn't enough spots in the van at this point. So me and Burrell went separately out of Nashville. We went to Bucky's. We really were living it up. And uh, we drove by the Blue Room. The van was there loading in like literally an hour early. And Trey and Alex were in meetings. So we pull up to the Airbnb that we're staying at, and Burrell's like, he didn't know like a lot of the guys in the crew yet. He really only knew Trey. And he was like, man, get out and, you know, make sure this is it. So I went out, and in true Trey Lewis fashion, the door was unlocked. Which I don't know if Trey even has ever locked a door in his life. So I pulled the door open. It's like, yep, this is it. And then, so we literally loaded in, like, six days worth of shit. Like, I think it took us six trips each. Like, we had air mattresses. We had everything. We had stuff that Trey wanted us to bring, too, that he yeah. had forgot. Like a fucking whole cooler LaCroix. Like, we had everything. 
and then we're just like hanging out in there and we the well, damn i'm getting sidetracked yeah so like we go in there there's like not a lot of furniture in there i'm like well this is a typical airbnb in a college town they don't want us to trash it seems typical enough more space for our air mattresses there's like a looney tunes puzzle there like a box where like maybe at a tv at one point they didn't currently have one and we hung out in there for probably like a good 45 minutes and we went to open the door trey and alex were in a meeting so we like went and opened the door to like see if they were in there and they closed the door right back like, yep we're in the right house they like they're in a meeting they don't want us to fuck with them so bro's like man i'm gonna smoke a cig i was like cool i'll go hang out outside with you so like mid cig he's like man i really got a shit so he just leaves this fucking <laughs> cigarette just fucking burning on the back porch and then we went inside, and he was like, "I I went upstairs. You went upstairs because yeah, the the first bathroom was like in between that room where they were in the meeting." And I was like, "Man, I really got to go too." So I like walked up the stairs, like maybe they have another one. Or like a woman's voice. I was like, "Man, I know we like women in this crew, but it's way too early for anybody to have a woman here." <laughs> and then I heard a man's voice, like, "Wow, we got a lot of manly dudes, but they don't sound like that." So I went downstairs and I like FaceTimed Mitch, which Mitch has a fucking flip phone. So obviously that didn't work well. Kind of forgot that one. And then I called Terry and Terry's like, I don't know, FaceTime me. And he's like, yeah, that looks right. And at this point, Burrell sprints downstairs. I guess he heard me on the phone. He did not fit flush the toilet. He runs down the stairs and Terry's like, that's that's not the right Airbnb. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> So we literally, it took us like six trips each to get this shit inside. We're throwing this shit down. It was like the second or third floor. I think the second floor. Yeah. We're throwing this shit just straight down. We run out and uh, we load our shit up and we go one street over to the right Airbnb. And Trey Lewis was sitting on the couch in yeah. a meeting. Yeah, Trey and Alex were like, where the fuck have you guys been? We thought you, you guys were going to be here like an hour ago. Yeah. Then we told the story, and that was my our our first night on the Dick Down in Dallas tour. And I know every weekend we're like, "Well, we're getting fired on Monday." That if we didn't get fired, then we'll probably never get fired. <laughs> Amen to that, man. That was that was a, a wild uh, wild time. Um, what's your favorite? Um, I know you're drinking a, a White Claw right now. What's your favorite um, thing to drink on the road? Ooh, either White Claw or High Noons, and I really like Casamigos Blanco as well, but. Pretty much that, because I don't. I wish that I drank more water on the road, but it's pretty much just White Claw for the most part. I mean, it's got water in it. Yeah, it's pretty much just. It's <laughs> pretty healthy. And you know, you're not going to have to compete with the rest of the. Although Mitch has been drinking White Claws lately. Yeah, I think he's just. Uh, I think he was just trying to compete with Ryan Nelson because I know Ryan Nelson's a big White Claw guy. Yeah. Every what, time I see Ryan Nelson, he has like the two twenty-four ounces from the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> what? How did? How did you first meet Ryan Nelson? That's another question Dude, I, like I to ask people. Was in this. Uh, I was dating this girl, and I found out she was cheating on me. And then, like the next week, I was like single at my house. I pretty much didn't have anything at that point. Like I didn't have like a TV stand. I didn't have a fucking kitchen table. And somebody invited me to Ryan Nelson's house, so I'm pretty sure I just started showing up at his fire 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 shows. And me and Ryan Nelson's been friends ever since. He's uh, man, Ryan Nelson's. I'm. Really thankful to know Ryan Nelson. Ryan Nelson's a great guy. Right? He just gives off this vibe like you're having a bad day. 
you go hang with Ryan Nelson 100%. and you'll be you'll be laughing your ass off. You're probably going to learn a thing or two. You're probably going to see some things you can't unsee, but you're, he, he he's always got your back. For sure. And I was talking to somebody today. I was like, people underestimate how educated Ryan Nelson is. Dude, we, we joke about this mayor, mayoral campaign. He's got a poli sci degree. Dude, he's, he's like a philosopher. Bro, he's got a history degree. I think he minored in philosophy from Florida State, and that's yeah, a pretty good school. Yeah, dude. Ryan Nelson... Uh, I would 100% support Ryan Nelson as a, as as our mayor. Yeah, I'd support Ryan Nelson for a lot of things. Me too. But, no, nah, man, I think I just started showing up at Ryan Nelson's house. And at this point, I didn't know Alex Maxwell or Dawson or any of those guys. So, which is crazy because... Is that how you met them? No. So, I... Uh, it was literally like the week after... Me and my girlfriend at the time had broken up. Hey, so you... Uh, put it in perspective real quick. That's something I'm noticing because yes. you're saying that a lot. It's a lot of good shit happened the moment you and your girlfriend broke up. Hundred percent. She was holding me back, and at that point, I was like fuel to the fire, and it was like I was going out every single. I pretty much went out every single night at that point until Dick Down to Dallas came out. Where yeah. now I'm like I physically can't go out anymore. And now going out and getting drunk are two different things. That's another thing people need to understand. Yeah, I don't usually drink when I go out. Right? Like I'll, I might smoke weed before I go out, but yeah. like as far as like. I don't drink when I go out. I'm strictly business. Like yeah, I'm trying and, to network. Yeah, and work. people know my story. I'm, I, I'm, I've been off the off the booze now for five years. So it's like there's that's a big thing too, and that's something you could probably speak on because you've been in town for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you've you had that phase and where you were going out a lot because it was just fun and you weren't getting fucked up. Like and that's I feel like important... most people aren't honestly. Like I know you know like we might have a beer or two, but like. Most people go out and don't drink. Well, you know? when people first moved to town, though, oh, dude, that's when, when it's, that's when it's hammered. Much, I mean, I, be, I mean, I, I mean, even as not a drinking guy, like when I first moved to town, I was at it, like because I was working on Broadway too. Mm-hmm. So that was all I knew was sure. going out on Broadway. But that's a that's a common misconception. It's like, oh, that guy goes out all the time. He must be getting fucked up. But that, that's not the truth, dude. I was go- I literally, I think I went out every single night from you know to Sunday school to. Whiskey Jam to uh, the the Fam Jam that they were doing at Slider House, or Drake, my friend Drake Freeman and Trey Binkley were playing Slider House. If Nate Frederick and them weren't hosting their round there, um, really all of those things, man. I was going to all these events, pretty much, every, literally every single day. Or Ryan Nelson's house, or I met Dawson and Alex and them at a party. Well, Ryan Nelson's house is an event. It it really the is. Frat house is an event. It really is. I'd buy a ticket. I would pay money. I I'd definitely pay money to go over to Ryan's house. Yeah. Um. Coolest Nashville moment you've had, whether it's Dick down in Dallas or something outside of it, where you're like that, or I should say, first Nashville moment. What I mean by Nashville moment is like, like holy shit, that was cool. Like it's something you can't experience anywhere else. Like my my second week in town, I went to revival for the first time, and I saw Luke Combs happen to get up there and play. She got the best of me mm-hmm. with Channing and Rob. Like that to me was like holy shit! I'm in Nashville. Cool shit happens here. I think it was. I think it was also revival, and it was like Randy Montana and Ashlyn Craft and a bunch of them had played. It was like I think Beer Never Broke My Heart came out on a Wednesday, and it was like that next Tuesday, and like they're playing it and like it was so packed. Like everybody was there, everybody was singing along, and then that felt like just like Nashville family to me. And that was like right around that same time where I just like a week after I started going out every night. And then a couple months ago, I'd shot um, Shriver's 
podcast round, Dude, which is also in the round, or which was also at Revival, I mean. Yeah. And it was like, it, I had the same, the exact same chills, the same feeling. And I was like, damn, this is just like, this is, it felt like the same thing. It was like a big Nashville full circle moment for me. Yeah. Is there, is there any part of you that regrets moving here? Oh, no, absolutely not. I don't think I, I don't think I would live anywhere else, honestly. I don't think I could live anywhere else. It's just like, it's such a small town that I know, like I have like lifelong friends that I could literally call any time of the day. And I really like that. And, you know, I don't know. We all have our hangout spots that I really like. Like, I don't know. It's just very i'm very thankful and very blessed to have such great friends and such a great community well well, i'm blessed to call you a great friend and blessed to have you on the podcast man uh, this is awesome i'm really pumped about the new industry series that you're about to start who are some other people you think i should have on the talk to mitch wallace for sure yeah uh mitch wallace uh megan hind would be awesome dude yeah megan megan would be really cool to have i think it'd also be cool to have andy gilly i know i've talked about him the hendersonville parks and recreation director yeah, i bet he's got some stories to for tell sure too. and he has so many different events and i think that'd be awesome to have andy on i'm trying to think who else obviously ward for sure the the godfather ward's the <laughs> man i always hear heard the 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 luke combs story where he's like I think he like asked somebody asked for Ward's phone number while Ward was still bartending. He like wrote it down, and I kind of felt like my story was pretty similar. I was like, "Wow, Ward's here! I'm gonna go pretend like I was just conveniently going to buy whatever when I was definitely not drinking at that point in my life." So I thought that was uh, cool. I, Ward's somebody I've always looked up to. Yeah, just you know, Ward's awesome. He's like you know, he's a great family man, and he's just really a, a pioneer for music and all of us artists and creative people yeah even us folks that aren't necessarily on that side of the industry Every, anybody in this town or even if you're you're a nurse and you just live music you you love a guy like ward like he he's weren't for ward i don't think i'd be doing what i'm doing right now with, within the round and and the scene wouldn't be what it is with our up and comers and stuff like that well dude where can people go to check out your stuff like you got like a portfolio page that mostly insta like where, uh, where do you want yeah so my website's it? like the main uh, i guess like point of contact right now and it's uh TreyBonner.com, and that's really where I'm trying to send everybody. I kind of update it weekly with new photos, videos, uh, everything. Really, you can kind of grab everything from and, there. And do you, do you get other like how is the the content community like? Do you do you have other friends that are photo guys, video guys? Yeah, dude, like, I love whales at Whale Tail Media. Whales is awesome, and Sam's great, and all those guys. I feel like we're all a family. I have a friend. Uh, Andrew Sarda, me and him were like shooting a bunch of gigs together before as well, and he really kind of got me into it. So, so if a young photographer, the listen to this, were to hit you up and be like, "Hey, man, let's grab, let's grab, a, let's go get a, a bowl of poke, or let's do this, or, or like reaches out to you that you're cool with that, dude, a hundred percent for sure. Oh, yeah, there's so many like I guess new guys coming to town too, like Brennan and all those guys are just you know I see a lot of myself in there, and I I really looked at like uh, Bo Ibbotson too, and Hopefully I pronounced his name right, but we always looked up, me and Jasper looked up to him because he was shooting Muscadine's like original stuff and uh, Luke Combs at the time too. So it's cool. I know he just graduated, I think from like, uh, uh, he went to like basic training and yeah. he's like back in Nashville now. Hell yeah. So it's cool to, I'd never met him before. So hopefully yeah, we, best we place to do him. that would be, would be Instagram, right? Yeah, for sure. So that's what Trey Bonner, uh, Trey Bonner music right now, but why, I'm why potentially do you, changing my handle. I was going to ask that. So I, I mean, 
you do you, boo, boo, boo. Like we we love you no matter what. But like the Trey Bonner music, like I mean, you're still involved in music. But would you ever? What would you change it to? Man, I don't know. I don't want to like say it because then somebody might steal my. Nobody's handles, gonna but... steal your handle. There's only and if they are, we'll we'll send Terry at him. We'll take care of him. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm afraid of. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to find like creatively how to like brand myself because I also don't want to like. S- set myself into like a corner you know i don't want to i don't know i don't like labels i don't want to be bound to something so i don't know i think that's my next move how to like rebrand and we're kind of i'm kind of working into that now nice because i really like a lot of the like la content creators like sam cahill is doing like machine gun kelly stuff and it's just so badass and so i don't know i don't know that i want to like full-on start a media company but I think that they're, I'm kind of working on a rebrand and trying to figure out how to rebrand myself yeah. into something bigger. Hell yeah, bro. I can't wait to see what that all looks like. Um, bro, thank you so much for hanging out. Oh, one last thing. What's your favorite pickup line? What do you use? Because Trey Bonner's a, a man of the ladies. Man, I usually just, like, I know I'm not even into online dating. I like to have this joke where I'm like, man, I like to meet my girls the old fashioned way, sliding in their DMs on Instagram. Dude, I've tried it all. I usually just hit him with the hey girl. Like, I'll go to the damn location we're going to go to and just like look at the recent photos, but never works. But it's sure as hell <laughs> worth a try. Hey girl. What's uh, Sydney's, Sydney's line again? Uh, fuck. It's uh, you're cuter than a box of puppies. Girl, you're cuter than a box of puppies. I'm kind of scared to use that line. Dude, what if it's an ugly box of puppies? What if she's ugly? <laughs> Jeez. Then I'm insulting these puppies. But no, no, I don't know. I'm sure she's a nice lady. I'm going to try it. I'll try it. We'll let y'all know. I'll report back on part two and see how it goes. <laughs> oh, man. Well, bro, thank you. Thank you so much for doing for doing this and coming on. And I'm, I'm really excited that you were the guy we got to kick off this industry series with. Because it's not going to be like an every week thing, but we're going to like mix them in as we can get guys and girls in here. And I really appreciate you. Man, this is, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It really means a lot. Dude, of course. And now you ready to go and get our supper club on? I think so. Thank you, Matt McElwain, for making green bean casserole for dinner. Hell yeah. I think it's like chicken, green bean, red potatoes, and something else. But, guys, make sure you check out our boy, uh, Trey Bonner. Uh, look him up. Um, get on his website. Get on the IG. Ladies, slide in them DMs. And um, if you're a photographer, you're somebody wanting to come up and do this media thing here in Nashville, Tennessee, or anywhere, um, and you you're, you're, you look up to a guy like Trey Bonner and, and you want to hit him up, slide on in them DMs too. And, and uh, that's kind of the goal of this whole segment is for folks that you want to hear from that aren't necessarily artists or songwriters. And that's why we're doing this industry segment. So appreciate you, Trey Bonner, for coming on. Shout out again to the sponsors, Whaletail Media, Saxman Studios, our friends at Trailside CBD, promo code ITR, save 20%. And uh, you'll be feeling really good. You buy some of these uh, 30 milligram infused shots. And uh, yeah, remember to leave a review, subscribe, five stars only, baby. Uh, Check out the video on YouTube. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys again for listening. This has been another edition of the In The Round Podcast.